You guys, welcome to episode 100 of The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives on the well-known and more importantly, not so well-known hookups of, oh, you guessed it, uh-huh, your favorite reality TV stars. God damn it, you guys, we made it. It is me, Troy McEady. How's it going? You guys, we did it. Finally, you no longer have to hear me talk about this 100th episode in theory. It is here. It is tangible. You can touch it, feel it, taste it, smell it, snort it, suck it, fuck it, if you will. <laughs> A little throwback Britney humor for you. Um, I'm so excited. I'm so beyond excited. I'm so happy. I'm so excited to finally tell you guys the thing that I've been wanting to tell you for several weeks now. We can finally... You know, take the pins out of our hair and really run our fingers through it and shake it around and just be free. Just be free to be you and me. And I'm so beyond excited. I cannot believe that you guys have been listening to this podcast for two years. Two years. It was like my birthday of 2017 that we uh, posted the first episode of this podcast and you know, it's just, it's been a true journey. Like, it's been a real hell of a ride. And I, I remember, like, when we first started, I didn't know what this podcast would turn into or what it would become um, as far as, like, the content. And I, I used to really, really, I was, like, terrified of the idea of sitting here and talking to you, um, you know, for an hour alone. It seemed unimaginable. And now it's such a huge part of my life that, like, you know, on weeks that I don't get to sit here and talk to you or, you know, where I have like a, you know, you obviously know that I love having guests on. Um, I love having people here to bounce ideas and things off of. Um, but for me, like the real, like heart of this podcast and like, you know, it's just sitting here and, and talking to you guys alone. And like you have, I mean, allowed me into your cars and your homes and I'm just in your ears and in your earbuds and the things and I'm just very 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 grateful and super excited and you guys are also so fucking loyal and you're so like down to be along for this weird ride with me and this weird journey and I'm just I'm forever grateful and so I'm just I'm, I'm really happy and I'm excited and I'm jazzed up as you know Today's episode is a mailbag, so we're going to be uh, reading some emails and listening to some voice notes that you guys have sent, which I'm super, super excited about. There's a lot of them, so if we don't get through them, then I will just do like a bonus episode or a part two to this, but I think that we should be able to get through them. Um, I'm trying to think if I should start with the housekeeping or if we should just go straight into the mailbag stuff. I'm thinking we should probably do housekeeping first, right? Because that's the responsible thing to do. Anything that I veer away from is like the responsible thing. Like whatever I should do is the thing that I don't do. So we're going to start with the housekeeping. I'm going to let you in on a couple things. I'm going to announce something to you that I've wanted to tell you for a month. And um, I'm literally, my voice is shaking because I'm so excited to tell you. You guys, we are going full time on iTunes for free. You heard it. You heard it here first. <laughs> we are going full time on iTunes for free. And I'm so fucking excited. So, I mean, starting now, as you're listening to this, this podcast and my entire catalog for the past two years 
will be on iTunes in its full form every week for free. And, uh, yeah. So there's no more of you having to, uh, you know, listen to the half of the episode and then try and figure out what to do next. It's all yours, baby. <laughs> I'm giving you all that I got. And also... I wanted to run a couple Patreon things by you and also, uh, I guess, kind of fill you in on how the format of this podcast will change. So going forward, the thing that I, I guess I can kind of be more transparent with you about now that we are doing this is that when I started this podcast, I never in a million years thought that it would turn into, like, I joke about like the whole like, oh, 20 pages of notes thing. But, like, I never thought that it would become that. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't know that I had this Rayman thing in me that wanted to jump out. I had no idea. So, when we started, and I recorded the first episode, I'll never forget Molly telling me, like, you know, you have to be careful with your uh, research and what you decide to put out for the first episode. Because whatever you do at that point, you'll have to kind of top or do consecutively. And the first episode, I was so nervous and I was so excited and, you know, I, I just couldn't believe that I was doing research for my own podcast. So I went a little overboard. I had never taken, a, I had never taken, you know, more than 10 pages of notes on something that was like elective, unless it was for school or something, you know what I mean? But I, I just like couldn't stop. And... I still love doing that, and actually, that's, like, kind of my favorite part about doing this, is, like, starting off with a couple and having, you know, little to no facts about them and, like, not really knowing anything about them except for the stuff that you read, and then feeling sort of lost and stuck and not knowing what really to talk about, and then you read a couple things, and a story starts to sort of, like, emerge, and you're just like, whoa, like, there's a definitive beginning, middle, and end to every single one of these couples, but I had never intended to paint myself into a corner with the amount of work that goes into doing every episode, especially with this being a weekly podcast. Like I'm basically writing a person's uh, biography every week in uh, Google Documents. So going forward, as I mentioned, you will get this podcast for free on iTunes every time it's released. And you'll also be able to download a uh, ad-free, because I know sometimes people get really bogged down by ads. Sometimes people are really very anti-ads, and it'll, you know, detour them from wanting to listen to a podcast. I get it. Like, I I've been there. I get it. So if you want to listen to this podcast ad-free, you can do that on Patreon. Also, I'm going to be doing one week on and one week off to kind of give myself you know, a little bit more time to actually prep these episodes. And on the off week, I'm going to be doing a full hour long bonus episode every, uh, basically every other week. Um, I'd like to really delve into a little bit more of what my best friend Katie and I did of just really, really going in on these sexual thrillers. I want to do, I want to explore more movies. I want to talk about film. One of the things that I, in doing this podcast, I've learned is that I really love talking about, obviously I love talking about these people's work, and I wish that I could do that in a, I always wish that I could do that in a way that didn't have to end, like I didn't have to only spend a couple minutes talking about these movies and, and TV shows and things that really mean so much to me, so I really want to devote more time to um, like that sort of content. So, uh, yeah, you'll be able to, again, let me just make it clear, this podcast will be for free 
on iTunes in full uh, every other week. And the in-between weeks, I'm going to be doing a full hour-long bonus episode. Primarily sexual thrillers. I definitely want to do a lot of horror. And it also gives a lot more people the opportunity to come on and discuss things with me. I know that, like... I'm so grateful to the people who have been on this podcast with me and the people that have recorded with me because I know that doing this is not easy and it requires a lot of work from the guests to come on with like, you know, a million notes and they do research and every guest I've ever had has always killed it with the amount of research they do. I mean, Russ Martin literally would write like a full biography of the person's life, a legit book, and it was just, I mean, it's so fucking cool. But I also know at the same time that that's not easy. And I do want to be able to say like, hey, do you want to do my podcast with me? And not be afraid to tell you, well, here's the thing. <laughs> it requires about seven days worth of uh, Google Google image searching and like just searching through weird message boards and things like that. So yeah, I think it'll just open things up a little bit more. Um, I'll be able to, you know, work a little bit more on the episodes and not be so rushed. And also it gives us the opportunity to explore more things. Um, that bonus episode is one of the funnest I think I've ever recorded. I loved talking about basic instinct and I want to do more of those, except I want to do them for an hour and I want to do them a little bit more intensely, like really actually deep diving into, you know, the behind the scenes of the movie, the trivia, we can go scene by scene. I also want you guys to tell me, we don't have to do that every week. Um, or every other week. So I want to hear from you guys, like things that you want to hear, um, bonus content that you want to hear, anything. I just burped. There she is. You thought that gas wasn't going to make a special appearance on my 100th episode, my, my longest companion. Um, but I want to hear from you guys, like, what do you want to hear for the bonus episodes? Do you want to hear more about movies? Do you want to hear more about reality TV? Do you want me to recap shows? Do you want to come on this podcast with me and talk about shows? Whatever you want. It's a bonus. So we can do whatever the fuck we want. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that I have to tell you. Also, I mean, there's so many... The amount of things that are coming uh, outside of me, you are... Not, I'm just going to tell you right now that you're not prepared for. I will tell you right now, I'm being completely honest with you, you are in no way, shape, or form prepared for what is coming your way. There's so much amazing content coming. I'm not at liberty to announce it because it's not none of it is my stuff. It's a lot of other people's things, but I'm beyond excited for it. And when it does come, I cannot fucking wait to scream it from the rooftops. Anyway... So that's that. So let me just reiterate. I'm just going to say it one more time. I want to make sure that I'm very clear. This podcast is going to be for free in full on iTunes every time it's released. Uh, I'm going to be doing this every other week. And the in between weeks, I'm doing an hour long bonus episode, uh, typically deep diving on some sort of film or television show. Um, but really, I really, really want to do I want to go down the list of sexual thrillers. I want like I need to put my money where my mouth is. I want to do Fatal Attraction. I want to do Wild Things. I want to do Unfaithful. I want to just really fucking get into it. I want to I, I want to do it hardcore. That sounded disgusting. Anyway. So yeah. Um, and now I guess we can get into the housekeeping is done. We've cleaned the house. And now we can get into some of your letters and voice notes. Also, let me just say as well, by the way, that I'm recording this in a room in my house that I don't typically record in. Same room that I did last week. But I will not be 
um, slinking a blanket upon me shoulders to uh, create sound or whatever. I, 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 you know, you may hear the occasional car go by. This room is like, it's basically like being in a mausoleum. It's all wood floors, hard, like concrete walls. There's not a soft surface in sight to absorb any morsel of sound. So, I can't guarantee what this will or won't sound like, but, you know, you've heard worse from me. Let's be real. Um, okay, so the first email is from, let's take a look here, uh, Diana Valenzuela. I hope that I pronounced your last name right. She said, Troy, a million exclamation points, just dropping a line to say thanks for the amazing stuff that you make. I'm super obsessed with the Smush Room and with basically any of the media that you and Malls uh, calibrated on. The Britney Murphy series brought me a bit of closure, which means a lot. That makes me feel really good. And because I'm selfish, I want to put in two or three random requests. I really want you to do uh, Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens. I'm also really craving an episode about Grimes and Elon Musk, even though that is disgusting and I hate myself for saying it. <laughs> she said, I also really want you to do a Nicole Kidman episode or two. Anywho, thanks so much. If you're ever in New Orleans, I will purchase you alcohol. Best, Diana. Girl, first of all, you had me at purchase you alcohol. You know that that's the, that is the true weight of my heart. Um, so let me just start by saying that I every week contemplate doing Vanessa and Zach. You know, I don't know if you remember this or not, but there was this, uh, there's always, like, a moment between a couple or, like, a moment from somebody that, like, I know will be, like, the anchor and the thing that I attach myself to in the episode, like, if I decide to do it. And I'll never forget this moment where Zac Efron was on a red carpet and he had condoms fall out of his pocket. And, like, I want to, I want to believe that they were magnums. I'm almost positive that they were magnum condoms that fell out of his pocket on the red carpet and he had to pick them up really fast but he couldn't get to them soon enough. And, like, that alone, like, that alone is an episode. Do you know what I mean? The journey from Zach, because you know that I'll, like, do that. The journey from Zach Efron and the back, whoever put the condom in his pocket, who he was going to use it with, blah, blah, blah. But no, all jokes aside, um, I've contemplated doing a Zach and Vanessa episode for years. Obviously, Vanessa's nude photo scandal was a true scandalo, and uh, I have referenced it several times already, so for sure. Um, Grimes and Elon Musk, I'm down. That's super, super dark, and that will uh, have some Azalea Banks in, uh, content as well, so like, you know, I'm down for that. And I actually have done a Nicole Kidman episode. I did one on Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. Um, I'd love to do more. I really enjoyed talking about Nicole, especially during that time in her life. Um, you know, the Scientology of it all has always drawn me in. So, yeah, I'm totally down for all, all toastings. The next email is from Amy Ashburn. Um, she said, Hi, Troy. So I'm listening to your latest episode in my kitchen, making a bowl of cereal for a snack, and you're talking about your upcoming 100th episode, which is awesome. Then you go on to ask me uh, for suggestions. I freaked out because I couldn't believe you were in my head or felt you had been watching me because below is a list I made just this past Monday. I swear. I usually make my list in my, in my list app. I know I'm weird. Baby, that's not weird at all. That's organized. But I typed it up in an unaddressed email and saved it in a draft thinking I may send it one day. So since you asked, I'm opening it up and I'm sending it to you now. 
The couples I listed are uh, just some I thought may be interesting. They're in order uh, mostly by the ones I'm interested in most. I listed their names years and years dated. See, this is the shit I'm talking about. You guys don't just listen to this podcast. Like, you get, you're in it with me. And, like, that's so crazy and so cool. I feel like listening to this enough times, it's turned, it turns other people into little Rain Mans. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but this is amazing. Like, who does this? This is so cool. Uh, she said, some celebs have three or more with each relationship name and years. If these do not work don't <laughs> and don't excite you or you find them boring and or don't like them, I wouldn't be offended in the in the least. I highly doubt that will be a problem. What's most important to me as a listener is that you be excited. Really like the couples that you're that have your favorite celebrities because I love when you get excited. Like you can't sit still. It makes me smile and laugh harder. And although you always do your research, if you really love them, you know much more and add your own personal stories and memories, which makes these the best episodes. I'm uh quite a bit older but you have an older soul and we like a lot of the same celebs and share a lot of the same pop culture history experiences anyway uh take a look if you can if not i'll gladly listen anyway as i always do sorry for any any repeats good night amy oh <laughs> i want to yeah that was so cute okay i'm just gonna go down she gave me a really really good list here it's pretty long so i'll go down and um i don't know i'll, I'll whatever i'll read them whatever um, uh, let's see. Okay, she's got Janet Jackson and all of her secret husbands and boyfriends, which is amazing. I mean, I have got to do a fucking Janet episode. Um, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett and, uh, his ex Sheree Zimpino Fletcher, Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown, of course. Also Robin, Whitney's girlfriend, um, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. I'm surprised I haven't done that yet. I've done Mila and Ashton in several episodes and I haven't done them. Um, Mila and Macaulay Culkin. I actually did that one already. Um, it's in there somewhere. It's in full for free on iTunes. Um, Neil Patrick Harris and David Burke, Eva Mendez and Ryan Gosling, Pink and Carrie Hart. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a really good one. Oh my God. Um, Oprah and Stedman, John Travolta and Kelly Preston. Another amazing one. Ryan Nick Cannon, of course. Steve Harvey and all of his wives. RuPaul and George. That's a really good one. Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, uh, Wendy Williams and Kevin Hunter. Um, I've actually been planning on doing Wendy and Kevin for a super long time. I just, that news kept happening so quickly that I, I was like, if I record this, I'm going to be so annoyed because tomorrow some other crazy thing's going to happen. And then when I went to go record it, um, Kevin got fucking, or little Kev got arrested. So I, I don't know. It's going to happen. I'm just waiting for like the moment because now she's like dating a new guy. Um, Kevin Hart and his current uh current wife and his ex wanda sykes and her french wife um jody foster and her wife Ooh, salt and peppa and uh the shade of spinderella i love it tom hanks and rita wilson kiersey blinkley creepy blinkley and billy joel sir michelle geller and freddie prince jr iconic how the fuck have i not done that yet blake lively and ryan reynolds sarah jessica park and matthew broderick uh michael j fox and tracy pullen i mean this is like, who does, first of all, she has the dates, you guys. She went down the list and she has the dates for every single couple. Like, it's unreal. 
Okay, next episode is from Vanessa Knudsen. I think that's how you say your last name. Um, she said, Hi, Troy. Just wanted to let you know I love your podcast, and I always look forward to it. But I don't think that you've covered enough Kardashians. I agree with you. Maybe a Kimye episode, or we could dive into the Chloe and the Mar saga. Keep up the great work, Vanessa. That's very true. I, I don't cover the Kardashians enough of this podcast. So far, we've done Kylie and Tyga, and we've done... Um, Rob and Rita Ora, which is so funny and so random. Um, but I, I agree. Like even Chris Jenner and uh and and Rob Sr., like that would even be amazing. There's definitely not enough Kardashian content happening on this podcast at all. And uh yeah, I would love that. So consider it done for sure. I would absolutely love to do that. Um Doing doing Kim and Kanye kind of scares me. It's one of those ones where it just feels so overwhelming to even imagine. I probably would need to have a guest on for that one just to have somebody to bounce things off of because I think my opinions about the Kardashians are in a lot of ways controversial with a K. Uh, so, yeah, that's a really super good idea. This next one is, it looks like a voice note from Shira Anders. Um... Oh, this is Shira Loves Dogs on Instagram, if you want to follow her. She's great. Hi, Shira. Um, so, yeah, let's listen to this voice note. Hi, Troy. Love the podcast. Congrats on your 100th episode. I think one of my favorite episodes to date would be when you covered Farrah Abraham and James Dean with Liz. Um, I love hearing you guys together. You're great on her podcast too. And you guys just have such wonderful chemistry um, and love to deep dive into like the internet dirt past just like what we get on reality TV. Um, so that really just speaks to my soul. Um, what I'd like to see, um, keeping with the reality TV theme, um, I'd love to see a coverage of like Hugh Hefner and his various Girls Next Door girlfriends in 1.0 and 2.0 and their eventual um, husbands or boyfriends um, <laughs> that spun off after that. Um, and also, in this one I think we've actually talked about uh, a long time ago on Instagram, um, but I'd love a full coverage report on Lala Kent and Randall Emmett. Um, I love following his ex-wife, Amber Childers, on Instagram because um, every once in a while she'll get a little messy and then she'll delete it and it's just great it's beautiful it's juicy and particularly with all the new um, updates with this 50 cent nonsense um, they just you know they keep giving they give us content and I live for it anyways congrats again on 100 and look forward to 100 more Okay, so I completely forgot that we had messaged each other about Lala and Russell. I don't know how I forgot about that. I don't know how I haven't covered that. I have so many thoughts on just Lala Kent alone. Like, that is something that I definitely need to expel and exorcist out of my body. Um, but yeah, like, that, that, consider that to also be done. Like, that is for sure happening. Um, you know, the James Dean and Farrah Abraham episode I actually found out yesterday is the most listened to and downloaded episode of my podcast in its history. Um, and it's without any doubt one of my favorites. It's uh, Liz always jokes that she does like the wacky episodes and she does like 
she does the episodes that are in quotes, and they always end up being my favorites. Like, we did Corinne Steffens, uh, which, like, she just had sex with, like, hundreds of people, and we talked about her her sex life more than anything. And then uh, Fair Abraham and James Dean never actually dated. They tried to. But you know what? I always wanted it to be very clear, at the even at the very beginning of this podcast, that, like, the relationships that are fake are still in the arsenal. Because they still mean something. You know what I mean? Like, that relationship was fake as shit. But it still meant something. Um, and <laughs> yeah. I actually wouldn't mind going back and re-listening to that myself. Because I miss Farah. I miss Farah Abraham uh, content just in general. Um, the next email is from Morgan Pfizer. And I swear to you, I'm reading this after... Uh, I, I actually just kind of let this this e this um, email pile up with stuff that you guys sent me. So I'm reading this after the most recent episode. But Morgan said, and she sent this um, in May, but she said, I was thinking you could do an episode or two about Hugh Hefner and Holly Madison. I read her book and there's a lot of juicy stuff in there. And Kendra Wilkinson. What a mess. I didn't read her book, but I'm sure it's just as juicy. Hugh Hefner needs to be exposed as, as the disgusting piece of shit he is. Um... I mean, was, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that episode was insane, and Princess <laughs> said something so funny to me that you guys will hear in her voice note coming up, um, that it's hilarious that I felt the need to put a parental, a parental advisory before what I was saying, as if I haven't talked about, like, Charlie Sheen, like, and Johnny Depp and all these psychotically abusive people. I've talked about deaths in very great detail. Um, I've dis discussed sex scandals in such intricate, creepy detail. Like, but me talking about uh, Linda Lovelace being asked to fuck a dog was apparently, like, where I guess my line is drawn. Like, that's where I start to feel uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, that was a fun episode. If you haven't listened to it, I would suggest going back and doing it. It was good. Um, talking about Hugh Hefner back in the day, like, in the development of Playboy, was actually my favorite thing about doing that and my favorite thing about uh, researching. Um, so yeah. Morgan, thank you for the thank you for the prophecy. Um, you're a goddess. Okay, so this next email is from Megan Collins. Um, it looks like this is um, a list of possible couples to talk about. Let's take a look. Um, she said, "Love the show, Troy. Couples that I would love to hear about: um, Jeffrey Star and Nathan, Prince Harry and Meghan, Mar Meghan Markle." Uh, Jenna Marbles and Julian, Donald Trump and Marla Maples. Oh my God, Joey Bonifuco and Amy Fisher. Holy shit. Uh, Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman. Heidi Montag and Spencer Pratt. Ice T and Coco. Sharon and Ozzy Osbourne. Holly Madison and Hugh Hefner. Uh, Courtney Kardashian and Scott Disick. Katy Perry and Russell Brand. Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. Uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. Bobby Christina and Nick Gordon. Oh shit. Oof. Oof. Eek. Burt Reynolds and Lonnie Anderson. Chelsea Handler and 50 Cent. Yes, please. Um, Mary Kay Olsen and Olivier, whatever his last name is, that creep. Um, Jessica Simpson and John Mayer. Uh, oof, that's good. Um, Amanda Bynes and Seth MacFarlane. Oof, that's good. David Spade and Julie Brown. Then she said, thank you for doing a great job. Um, Wow, that's a lot to unpack. That's I'm like literally copying this and pasting it to a Evernote folder as we speak. 
Um, Sharon and Ozzy, I really want to cover. Again, that's one that seems a little overwhelming, so I probably would have somebody on with me to talk about the Osbournes. Um, God, fuck. Donald Trump and Marla Maples. Woof, woof, woof. Um, I don't know why I haven't talked about Heidi and Spencer yet. I really don't. I mean, people ask me all the time to talk, to talk about Heidi and Spencer, and it seems like it should have been one of, if not the first couples that I talked about. So that'll happen sometime soon. I feel like it, it really needs to. Um, I always read about Amanda Bynes and Seth, Seth MacFarlane. And Seth MacFarlane is so interesting to me because he's somebody who, just from being the conspiracy theorist that I am, Seth MacFarlane is always predicting scandals on Family Guy because he knows things. Um, I mean, we've all seen the clip of Stewie running through the mall and screaming that Kevin Spacey was, like, trying to, like, rape him. Um, so that would be really interesting to talk about through the lens of Amanda Bynes because, you know, what was Seth MacFarlane privy to in the life of Amanda Bynes? And I, it makes me wonder, like, what she told him about her past, you know? He knows things. Anyway, thank you, Megan, for that amazing email. <laughs> uh, looks like next we have a voice note from Anna Stebbins. Is it Anna? No, it's Anna. It's not Anna. 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 Anna Stebbins. Okay. Hi, Troy. This is Anna. I am a longtime listener of the podcast. I absolutely adore this podcast. Um, I just have to know... Uh, I really need you to play Would You Rather with some of your most iconic episodes. Um, one that comes to mind is Would You Rather Ben Affleck or his buddy Matt Damon? Okay, so it's pronounced Anna, and even when I try, I'm still a clod. Would I rather with Matt or Ben? Here's the thing. I'm going to assume that you mean... Like, during the 90s. Like, we're not talking now, right? Because if it's right now, then I'm going to pass on both. But if it's, like, 98, 99, like, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm going to have to go. And this is only, let me explain my answer first. Of course, I could very easily say Ben Affleck because it's, like, he's a cliche bad boy. And you guys know that I love a K-Fed. I love a man that would truly ravage my bank account. But... I also am very prone, like, I have a proclivity towards, like, a pretty boy. I love, like, a cliche, like, boy bandy looking man at times. And I think that Matt Damon's 90s beauty is something that we actually don't even talk about enough. Like, he's an incredible actor, obviously, but Matt Damon, in his peak, in his, like, early 20s, was one of the most handsome men I think I have ever seen on 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 screen. So for me, it would have to be... Here's what it would actually be. You want my real answer? I would marry ben, Matt Damon. I would marry him, and I would build a life with him, and I would trust him, and I, I would... I would trust fall into his arms every fucking night, truly. But I would sneak out of the house to fuck... Ben Affleck in some behind like some building or something you know what I mean like because that's what that would be so I would marry Matt Damon and I would sneak down the stairs eat, 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 down the stairs to fuck Ben if that's if you really want my real answer that's the real answer <laughs> 
Also, Anna ended up leaving me a few voice notes because she kept ending her voice notes not saying everything she wanted to say, which is so fucking me. Like, this is what I used to do to Molly when we first started, like, recording together. I would send, like, a voice note or something, and then I'd be like, oh, wait! And then it, all, all of a sudden there would be 40, like, 13 second long messages in her inbox so this is like I, I really enjoyed this it's very very me um so this is another voice note from anna hi troy long time listener of the podcast uh just have to ask who is your all-time absolute favorite past couple of the 2000s my all-time favorite couple of the 2000s will come as no surprise to you. It is a little southern southern debutante goddess named Britney Spears. She dated a curly-headed, ramen-noodled fucker named Justin Timberlake. And um, it's my favorite couple of the 2000s. It's a lot of people's favorite. I'm not, I mean, I'm not special. I'm just being honest with you. It is my all-time favorite couple of the early 2000s for so many reasons. Primarily because, um, I mean, it's it would be hard to to compete with that couple as far as like cultural impact. Like the many couples break up, and many pop stars date people and break up, and even Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey broke up, and and it created a giant splash. But the longevity of what that relationship meant in both of their lives, I mean. Britney Spears became who she was because of the heartbreak she felt from this ep from this episode from this relationship and Justin Timberlake has gone on this wild journey and and ended up becoming a better musician because of this relationship like we would not have so much pop culture if it didn't happen so it is Britney and Justin longtime listener third time caller Troy this is your friend Anna I'm just gonna call myself your friend at this point I feel like we're friends, but we're probably not. It's fine. Um, if you could be in a throuple with any Hollywood couple, past or present, who would it be and why? Thanks. Okay, so my answer to this question is going to be super, super random, but like, <clears throat> allow me to explain. So if I could be in a throuple with a past celebrity couple... I'm going to have to go with, <laughs> this is so random. You guys are literally going to wreck your cars. I feel really bad. I would go with Rihanna and Leonardo DiCaprio. Now stop it right where you fucking are. Don't you judge me. Don't judge me. Okay. Do not close your mouth, close your mouth and allow me to respond. First of all, I need to have sex with Leonardo DiCaprio so that I can know what all the fuss is about. You know what I mean? It's like, I kid you not, every time I do research for an episode, Leonardo DiCaprio pops up somehow. Somehow. And last week when I was doing research um, on the Playboy Mansion, I don't know if I actually read this in the episode or not. I may have forgotten. But... I was reading about, like, all those different celebrities that would go to the mansion and all the stuff that they would like to do when they were there. So, like, for example, you know, this is, like, I'm just making this up, but, like, you know, Jack Nicholson liked to have sex in this specific room because he liked this so-and-so and whatever, whatever, blah, 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 so-and-so forth, yada, yada, yada. So, <clears throat> I read that um, when 
Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio used to go to the Playboy Mansion parties. He liked having sex in the lawn, in the lawn next to the peacocks. Because he just thought that that was like an absurd thing to have sex next to like a peacock jungle. Um, so I, I just want to know what all the fuss is about when it comes to Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, what is it? Let me see. You know what I mean? Pull your pants down and let me see what all the fuss is about. You know, I just want to experience the thing that every beautiful model under the age of 25 has experienced for the past 10 years. So many women have had sex with him and nobody, and then they sign those confidentiality agreements and nobody talks about it. So none of us really know. What if he's terrible and that's what the confidential, that's what the confidentiality is and he's a tiny penis and he's horrible, but I doubt it. Um, and then Rihanna, it's like, I don't really feel like I need to explain Explaining why I would want to have sex with Rihanna is an insult to both me and Rihanna. <laughs> um, it's Rihanna. And it would more so be because I would want to, like, harness some of her power and her energy and just all of her things. Like, I, I, I would eat Rihanna's hair. I mean, it would just, I would do anything to allow her to, like, influence me. You know what I mean? It's fucking Rihanna. And I just feel like seeing that happen between those two would be absolutely fucking magical, okay? I bet you weren't expecting such a detailed answer, but there it is. <laughs> so this is Anna's last and final voice note, which I'm actually kind of sad about because these have been very fun. Anna, I've enjoyed you very much tonight, darling. Hi there, long time listener, uh, fourth time caller. This point, I'm just going to keep track. Um, this is Anna again. I just sit around and think of all the questions I can just ask Troy. Um, Troy, if you could reunite any couple from the past, who would it be? And if you could think of any person that would be the perfect pairing with our Queen Brittany, who would it be? Thanks. See, Anna, the problem is that you just keep throwing these questions. I mean, these are questions that I assume that you would have to answer to get into heaven. You know what I mean? These aren't just like, I, so I, I'm really going to have to think about this for a second. Let me think. If I could reunite any couple from the past, I would go back to like, you know, 1994 four or three or whatever it was and I would see this is hard because it's like this marriage gave this person a child but I mean as far as like happiness and longevity I would have stood up at Whitney and Bobby's marriage I know I would have stood up at Whitney and Bobby's marriage and I would have said, I, what is the word? What do they say? Does anybody detest or whatever? Um, I protest. <laughs> Doth protest. No, they can't get married. That's what I would do. I would stand up and cause a whole scene and I would stop them from getting married and I would reunite Whitney with her true love Robin, her girlfriend of, you know, 10, 10 years, 30 years at that point. Um, I would have reunited Whitney Houston with Robin because I think it would have kept her alive. And I know that we haven't done... Now, let me just 
fucking spill the beans on this, okay? I've been saving this for probably like a month. Of course, I wanted to do a Whitney and Bobby episode. I wanted to actually do it for my 100th, but I decided that this should be an episode where you and I just talk. I'm planning on doing like a two or three part Whitney Houston thing like I did with Britney. I want to talk about Whitney and Bobby. I want to talk about Whitney and Robin. So that is where we are in life. And um, yeah, I would I would reunite Whitney Houston with Robin because I think that she would still be with us. Next up, it looks like we have an email from Stephanie Fernandez. She said, hello, my beloved Troy. <laughs> First of all, you start a sentence like that and I'm already like wanting to be swaddled by you and like, like fed a bottle. Um, <clears throat> hello, how are you? I hope this finds you well. And that you know how much we love and appreciate you and the pod. I love you and the pod so much that I had to write in a nomination for Madonna and Guy Ritchie for an episode. Ooh, these two are supernova level crazy. They met, <laughs> supernova level crazy. They met in 98 and married in the year 2000. Peak pop culture time. Their union spawned some of their best work both together and separately. Guy was at his hottest and Madonna was in full ray of light hotness mode. From this union came great music, film work, that great suit Madonna wore with Miss Richie and Basil on, and Basil <laughs> and Basil on the bank. Um, <laughs> and Basil on the bank. A guy in a Madonna merch tank top, the controversial international adoption of King David Banda, the children's books, the English roses, hashtag never forget, swept away. The precursor to Angelina and Brad's By the Sea. So much destructive water energy. I'm a Scorpio. I should know. <laughs> there is also a Sting and Gwyneth connection, obviously. And Madonna's quintessential British accent and sudden love of horseback riding and proper English sportswear. I'm dying. Um, they also got married in a castle. This union also gave us one of the best videos ever made, which was directed by Guy Ritchie, a scion of feminist artwork. Oh my god, I already know what you're going to say. What it feels like for a girl, which, uh, according to Wikipedia, features the singer as a reckless woman on a crime spree. The video was criticized for its depiction of violence and abuse, which caused MTV to ban it before 9pm, which is epic. The best part... These two are still going at it. During summer of 2016, uh, they were clashing over Rocco. Apparently, Madonna is very strict about education and raising children. And Guy is from the school of hard knocks and doesn't care uh, for such stringent mindset. Rocco ended up having a very dramatic time going back and forth between his parents' homes and smoking a lot of weed in the streets. Is Rocco an emo prince of divorce, <laughs> of divorce parentage? And we haven't noticed... Basically, Guy and Madonna are two forces of pure crazy alpha energy who are stubborn and egocentric and would probably still be hate-fucking if they weren't so public. So there, you have it. My obsession. Girl, I think you just did all my notes for me. My obsession. Wow. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I love you so much. I love you so much. And I think that you may need to record that Madonna and Guy Ritchie episode with me. Clearly. That was amazing. Um... Of course, I want to do a Madonna and Guy episode. Uh, for me personally, Madonna and um, Sean Penn was one of my favorite episodes of this podcast. And I would love to explore that my favorite era of Madonna. I mean, L Ray of Light 
is, in my opinion, Madonna's opus. It's the best work she's ever done. I've talked about it for years. I've compared many albums to it. I always talk about it when I'm talking about any female pop star sort of transition. I think that it is like the definitive female pop record in a lot of ways because it's like, I don't know. We could get it. Clearly. it's ha- I, You gave me the bug. I have the bug. I have the thing. I want to do it. You should come on this podcast and talk with me about it. I would absolutely adore that. This next voice note is from, oh my god, it's from Rosemary and Angelo. So, Rosemary and Angelo are a married couple that has the, I would say, like, as far as children go, their child is in the top three of cutest kids on the internet. I mean, by far. Like, there should be calendars. She is, like, beyond, they, I don't know where they find these goddamn baby clothes for her, but they are, like, just... Like she's like ready for every festival happening in every trendy part of the world. She's the cutest child in the entire world. They're the cutest couple and they're really, really uh, loyal to this podcast. They always tell me that they listen to it with their baby, which is so funny to me. And I'm not kidding. I always listen and they call me Uncle Troy. I mean, I think that that's the cutest thing in the entire world. Um, and uh, I have to be honest, whenever I'm being truly absurd, I really will be 100% honest with you. When I did that parental advisory the other day, I had I had you guys in mind. I really did. I was thinking of my niece. Um, but yeah, so here's a voice note from my favorite, my actual favorite married couple. Okay, so it's your married couple fans. Hi, Troy. <laughs> um, and we wanted to leave a voice note about our favorite episodes of The Smush Room. My favorite episode was the Hillary Duff, Joel Madden one, where <laughs> uh, Lindsay Lohan's brother yelled, Simple plan is better! <laughs> and, Angela, what's yours? I think the most iconic episode for me would have to be the Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes episode, just because Tom Cruise is a maniac, and I love every second of hearing about his life. (laughs) Um, And, yep, okay, we love you, and it's the best podcast ever, and every time we get drunk, we talk about how you're going to be famous one day. We talk about it when we're sober, too. Yeah. Yeah, you're the best. Thank you for this podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh my god. First of all, I forgot about that part of that episode with uh with with Cody Lohan attacking for his sister. Um that is so funny. And also uh, another favorite of mine definitely is the Tom Cruise stuff. Like, I-, I want to do more Tom Cruise episodes. What I'm hoping is that I'm not alienating you guys by forcing you to listen to me talk th- about Tom Cruise. Um, but I want to explore even more about the Church of Scientology. And I love Tom so much. It's, you know, it's like I love him in all the ways you can love somebody. I love him because I am sexually attracted to Tom during a specific time in his life. Stop judging me, mom. Um, and then I also think that he's a full-on wackadoo psychopath. And I love, like, I just, I don't know. I love, Tom Cruise content doesn't get old for me. So there probably will be more Tom episodes in the future. I love you guys. Um uh, <laughs> is so funny. I cannot get over Cody saying that. Cody fucking Lohan. Oh, man. This next voice note is from a voice that you will recognize. Um, His name is Brandon Alvarado. (laughs) Brandon, you know what? Brandon Alvarado. Hi, Troy. 
I am sitting in my car right now thinking about the housewives that we have talked about and their fallen marriages, rest in peace, to many of the housewives' marriages who have completely crumbled, but we've only talked about a few, and the three that are coming to the top of my head are Taylor Armstrong, Teresa Judice, and... Bethany Frankel, what a motley crew that is. Imagine the three, by the way, is like Charlie's Angels, Bethany, Teresa, and Taylor. I, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm honestly picturing it and I don't, I don't know exactly how that would be, how the dynamic would be. I don't, I, I don't know if Bethany would be entertained by Teresa or would hate her. Um, I don't know where Taylor fits into all this because I don't think, I just think Taylor would be like, like instead of like helping people, I think she'd be perpetually sobbing in a hot tub, um, drunk, God bless her. Um, on the other hand, I think that Bethany would be the most helpful, but she would also insist that whoever she saves drinks Skinny Girl and, um... And then, and then there would be Teresa who would probably just fight. Like, I, I don't think Teresa would save anyone. I think she would just fight with them and then probably make them listen to her talk about Melissa and how much she hates Melissa. So that's that. Anyway, <laughs> um, okay. So any updates on this marriage? Well, it's weird because I feel like the least tragic is still so tragic. Like, would the least tragic be Teresa I mean, it's so bad. It's tough because Teresa... Okay, so since we've talked, Joe is going to be deported. He's still in the United States, but he's set to be deported. Don't know when. Um, so, and Teresa's already basically said... I mean, basically, she said, if they if he's deported, they will not stay together. Don't blame her. I think that she's been uh, not with him for a while now. And I think... I never thought that she would go to Italy. Because, to be honest, Why? And she has four daughters that are here. So it's not happening. So he's going to be deported. She's dealing with that. Somehow I feel like out of the... I mean, you got to picture this. Like, I can't even believe that out of the three couples that we've talked about, like, Teresa is the least tragic. Because you have Bethany. Well, you have Taylor, who's the most tragic because he committed suicide. So it was bad. That was the worst. Um, But maybe, you know what? Like, maybe not because one, obviously... Despite despite all the domestic abuse and how terrible this guy was to Taylor, she's the one who got remarried and is seemingly happily married, living next to Vicky fucking Gundelson in Coto de Casa, which I don't know why they haven't cast her yet in the Housewives of Orange County. But um, but to be fair, I think they're not casting her because like she's not only a danger to everybody, but she, I mean this is a like Taylor Armstrong is a flight risk. So I don't know if Evolution Media could take her on again for another season of Housewives, but I'm willing to get another go with her. Um, so maybe she is the least tragic because she's the one who's like happily remarried. Not that that matters, but like, you know, I feel like her story really turned around. I mean, you have Bethany who's going through a terrible custody battle with Jason, that awful, awful, awful human monster. And by the way, if anyone's out there thinking, I hate Bethany so much that I believe Jason, rethink that. Think about, maybe think about your own misogyny. Maybe think about something other than maybe not liking Bethany on a reality television show, but knowing that she has a daughter who's like suffering and Bethany seems like she's going through intense torture uh, all the time. I don't know. Okay. So I, Tori, I do want your opinion on this. I do want, I want to know your opinion of who do you think, not that it matters, but I do want to know who you think, I guess, because then you have Bethany who's, you know, 
in a happy marriage. Not in a happy marriage. What am I talking about? Taylor's in a happy marriage. Bethany's in a good relationship with this really nice guy. This handsome guy named Paul looks like a much better version of Jason. Jason looks like he aged about 15 years. And of course he would, because he's, I mean, I feel like to torture someone like that, to torture Bethany, it has to age you. You don't just stay young and youthful by like actively trying to destroy someone's life. But Paul is sort of like the better version. You know, Bethany has a type. She likes a tall, uh, a tall, lanky man. This guy doesn't seem lanky, but you know, Jason was. And I love that for her. I mean, you know, she and I probably have a similar type. God bless her. And I love that. So maybe she's she's in a good place. Teresa, I don't know where she's at. We've heard rumors that she's sleeping with uh, a, a real estate agent in Jersey, which I hope she is. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. Now, I've worked myself and I first of all, I dug myself in a hole. I will no longer compare them. Um... Because you know what? They're all doing well, I think. Bethany, unfortunately, is going through torture with his custody battle. Teresa is going through torture, I guess, with his um, deportation. And then you have Taylor, who moved, who's been able to move on. The sky has died. She is living, hopefully, a nice life with her now husband and daughter, Kennedy. That's all I have. I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, Troy, obviously, I'd love to hear your thoughts about the Housewives um, and how they're doing. Um, on a side note, for people who watch Housewives, New York is ending in a few weeks, which is tragic. I don't understand why they're getting a shortened season. Um, I don't understand it. Don't like it. I like the show being long. I don't think it needs a shortened season, but that's just me. Um, in New Jersey's front, they are filming. And apparently, as I speak, I'm, I'm talking to you. Oh, goodness. What day is it? Friday, May 17th. Um, they're filming in the Hamptons where apparently Melissa and Jennifer got into a major fight. So that's not a shock, but I'm excited to see that. And then you have Beverly Hills, which is doing Doggate right now. And I'd love to know, Troy, what, how Taylor, do you think, how do you think Taylor would fit into Doggate? Clearly, I think she'd be on everyone else's side, not Lucy Vanderpump's. But I would love to know your thoughts on that. All right. Bye. Okay, so let me just start by saying this. Aside from the fact that I never get to tell Brandon this on the air, but, like, could his voice be any more radio? Like, he literally sounds like he's, like, a person cast to do, like, a radio special in the 40s or something. You know what I mean? Like, I can't believe that that's an actual human person's voice. Anyway, um, I just want to start by saying, and then I wanted to run this by Brandon anyway. So, Brandon, let me know your thoughts and feelings and emotions. But in my opinion, with Lisa Vanderpump leaving Beverly Hills, I think the only person who could ever truly fill her, her shoes, and we don't know for sure yet, but just based off of, like, the perceived idea of what her life is, would be Kathy Hilton. I've been saying it for years, that if Lisa Vanderpump ever leaves this show, Kathy Hilton needs to be on it. I think that Kathy Hilton and Lisa Vanderpump are a lot of life to be on the same season. Like, it would almost be too much dividing between those two. But I think that with Lisa being gone, I think Kathy could easily slide into place, really bring us into, like, a new era of the show, which it needs desperately. Because right now, I think Beverly Hills is in that weird sort of transitional, like, it doesn't know what it is, and it doesn't know who it wants to be. <clears throat> and I was listening to, um, the other day, Tamara Barney was on Heather, uh, Heather DeBro's podcast, Heather DeBro's World, 
Um, and she was saying that, like, you know, the best seasons, the, she was saying that they've had some really bad seasons the past few years on OC. And it's because they've had nothing really substantial to be upset with each other about. So they have to sit around and be petty and fight about dumb shit. Which is what's happening right now in Beverly Hills. Like, they just don't know what else to talk about now that Lisa Vanderpump isn't there. And they thought that they had their villain for the year, and she's not there. And now they're just like, you know, they've been fighting about a puppy for five fucking months. About a puppy. Enough. We are done. And then you have New York. Where truly premium content is being made. Premium programming. I'm talking like the best programming on television. I am riveted, hooked. My teeth are sunk in. It is so fucking good. Especially in comparison to that travesty that is The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, I don't even truthfully believe, remember what Brandon asked me. Brandon, you sent me on one of my classic rants. Um, but... I just want to know what you think, actually, Brandon Alvarado, about... And you guys, too. What do you think about the possibility that Kathy Hilton may be coming on the show? I know that, like, Kyle tried to dispel that and say that it wasn't true, and that Bruce Bozzi posted that picture sort of being funny. But I think that there's a possibility that with Lisa being gone and sort of giving such a fuck you to the show, it's like they would need to get somebody really iconic and epic to replace her, and I think that that would be it. And also, by the way, Brandon, thank you so much for being such an integral part of this podcast. I love you. Beyond words, you are one of my favorite people in the entire world. And uh, I can't wait to have you back on when Kathy Hilton is a full-time cast member. This next email is from Seleni Adrian uh, Benitez. I hope that I said your first name right. She said, hello, you are a ball of sunshine with a phenomenal podcast. And I'm glad that we are approaching 100 episodes. That being said, I think that we are ready for Beyonce and Jay-Z. Uh-oh. And I think episode 100 would be a time to do it. Please consider. I know it will be a challenge, but I believe in you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I was expecting this to happen. I was expecting this. I was expecting it. Um, okay, here's the thing. I... I desperately want to talk about Beyonce and Jay-Z. If you guys can make a promise to me that I'm not going to be attacked... I don't want to be fuck. I don't want to be Rachel, uh, Rachel Royd. I don't. I don't want my family receiving death threats because I have opinions about Beyonce that are anything but wholesome. I mean, and you know, the really fucked up thing is that I love Beyonce and I think that she's an incredible, an incredible artist. And I think she's probably one of the greatest performers of our time. But I, I have grievances with her. Like I, I, I view her as a human, pe a human person. Not many people do. You guys put Beyonce on this pedestal that I can't, I don't feel comfortable a lot of times. I, I you know what I mean? I'm afraid to even, to, to even like tweet out anything negative about Beyonce half the time. I really, like, it's like, people are so fucking crazy. But you know what? I've never shied away on this podcast from, uh, from tough subjects. <laughs> um, and this is like, it's so funny. It's like, I can talk about Linda Lovelace being fucked by a dog, but I'm afraid to talk about Beyonce as like anything but perfect. Like, that's the thing that scares me. Um, but I think you're right. I do think that it's time that we do that. I mean, like, especially with me now crossing this 100th episode path, it's like, you know, at 50 episodes, you can come up with excuses, but now it's like you don't really have an excuse. So, I mean, 
Keep an eye out. I probably am going to want to do a Beyonce episode very soon. I just want to get my emotions out. And you know what I think will probably happen? A lot of you will, will slide into my DMs and be like, guess what? I feel the same way. But we can't be public about it. You know what I mean? Looks like this next voice note is from Russell Timothy Martin, my Canadian correspondent. I'm very excited about this. Uh, let's see what Russ has to say. Oh my God, Troy, my boy, congratulations. 100 episodes of The Smush Room. I'm so proud of you, buddy. Uh, I am so happy that The Smush Room is in my life. I'm so happy that I've got to be some small part of it. And I'm so excited for 100 more. Now, we got a little business. We're going to quickly catch up on some of these celebrities that you and me have talked about over the course of the past, oh my god, two years. Episode 14. It's our girl Tinsley. At the end of this episode, I remember that we talked about what we wanted for Tinsley and what we wanted for Tinsley on The Real Housewives of New York City. And baby, I think we got it. I think that Tins has been an excellent addition to the New York City Housewives. If you don't think so, fight me. Come at me. Sorry, but it is a mess of oversized personalities on that television show, and we need somebody who is a smaller presence to even things out, especially now that we don't have Carol on the show. I would also like to open up a t petition so that we can get Miss Dale to be holding an apple in that opening credits, full housewives status, first mother and daughter. Tinsley's love life is, it's a disaster. I do not want the coupon king anywhere near her. And I want Tinsley to grow old, alone, and crazy, and I'm not sorry. But I am still waiting on a cameo from Constantine Morales. Episode 26, Shania Mutt. Not a whole lot to say here, boo. Mutt, probably still living in some castle, probably still crazy. Shania's come back to soak in the sun and to stumble her words about Trump. Episode 42, Celine and Renee. A little update, but we all knew Pepe is gay. Making homophobic remarks never means that you're straight. Pepe, he's not straight. Uh, what I want for Celine to be happy with her gay husband and to make more than a Deadpool song. I want a dance banger and I deserve a dance banger. Episode 50, Alanis Morissette and Ryan Reynolds. I would like to remind all of the listeners that Alanis Morissette is still married to a white rapper named Soul Eye. She's having another baby. So, congrats, Alanis. Episode 81, Alaska 5000 and Sharon Needles. Just a few days ago, the infamous House of Haunt had a little family reunion, and all I want for Halloween this year is for them to get the band back together and come up with something really great. On the top of the Dragon Drag Race, Brangy, Brooklyn Heights and Banji, together certainly are not worthy of an episode of this mushroom, and spoiler alert, they ain't together. But I am so, so happy that we finally have showmances on RuPaul's Drag Race. Now, I don't want them on an app, but I do have a list of requests for some more queers on this mushroom. I'm retiring 
officially as the Canadian correspondent, and now I'm just your co-gay. <laughs> My request list is as follows. Mark Jacobs and noted rent boy Jason Preston. Mark Jacobs and noted reality television whore Austin Armcost. Colton Haynes and Jeff Lethem. Madonna and Sandra Bernard. Stay with me. Milan Christopher and Miles Brock. And the dearly departed Whitney Houston. And the one good woman in her life. Robin Crawford. Troy! Congratulations once again. And I am so excited for episode 100, 101, 1 and 2, and onwards. You did it, baby! I mean, could he be any more of a shining star? Like, goddammit, I love Russell Martin so fucking much. Um, it's actually really funny that you say that, because... Well, you just said, like, a million things. It's funny that you mention it. No, uh, it's funny that you brought up the, like, the gay thing, because it's like, I don't... I don't talk about enough gay couples, and... And it's like, whenever I look up online, like, gay couples... They always give me the most cliche shit. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about fucking Neil Patrick Harris. You know what I mean? It's like, I do, but I don't. It's like, there are other gay people that have existed. I want to talk about people who have, like, dipped their toe into the pond, if you know what I mean. Sandra and Madonna is the perfect example of the kind of couples that I want to talk about. Obviously, very prolific gay couples like Neil, but... At the same time, it's like there are more there are more gays that exist in the world than Neil Patrick Harris and Zachary Quinto. You know what I mean? Um, so, Russ, I'm more than happy with you becoming my Canadian correspondent who also just so happens to dabble in the homosexual arts with me on this podcast. Absolutely. I would love that. Um, and uh, you said a housewives thing. Oh, yeah, of course. Doug Tensley. Russ, you and I are, I make the joke all the time that Russ and I share one single half of a brain, a, a, you know, across the world. But the one thing that we do not agree on is our love of Tensley on The Real Housewives of New York City. Now, look, I agree with you. I do believe that there needs to be somebody who, you know, is a little bit more chill. Like, if we had a personality that was as big as Ramona's or Sonia's or every other cast member on the show, it would be a lot. It would be too much. And it is nice to have somebody who is sort of, um, who's sort of a, a chill, uh, like sounding board. Um, the problem is that Tinsley could be that while still being interesting. And the fact that the only thing we get in her life is this like struggle for her to find a rich man and get married I'm like, girl, you have to have other things happening. There has to be other interesting things happening in her life. But I do think that Tinsley is just like this bored former, uh, like, debutante who doesn't know what to do with her days. You know what I mean? She doesn't know what to do with her life. I think she feels... And, and the sad thing is I think that if this show did get pulled from under her, she would be completely lost. You know what I mean? But it's weird because then there are also moments where I do really love Tinsley's presence on the show and I think she's funny and I like that she's kind of like their little sister and that, she, you know, they can kind of like rag on her and she gets it. I like that too. I don't know. I don't really know what I want is the problem.
I want for Tinsley, because we've now heard that she's not being let go, and I want for her next year to give us something different. I think that there is a place for Tinsley Mortimer on that show, but I need more. I need something else. If I have another year of listening to her cry about being single, Russ, I'm coming for you. I'm flying to Canada, and I'm coming for you, because this is it'll be your fault. I don't know. Anyway, Russ, I love you. <laughs> This next voice note is from Princess Jones Curtis, who you guys know as the host of Spelling Tea. Princess has done my podcast with me. We did a really fun Tori Spelling and Dean episode. Uh, another one of my favorites for sure. Um, Princess is also really good on uh, Feathers in My Hair. She records with Liz all the time, and she always has like the greatest like insights as to teen mom stuff. Um, I just think she's the greatest. Anyway, this is a voice note from Princess. Hey, Troy. Princess here. Hey, I just wanted to say how much I adore this pod. You have me laughing hysterically while shopping in Target or sobbing hysterically in in the carpool. Um, I love your voice. I love the way you always seem to pick the person that I need to hear about. Like, I'll just be thinking to myself... Hey, Mama June's dated a lot of child molesters. And the next thing I know, she's on in your show. And I just, I love the way you say iconic. I always think, I always envision it in all caps when I, uh, when I hear you say it. Oh, and how cute was it when you told us all to make sure our kids weren't in earshot during your Hugh Hefner episode? As if your Charlie Sheen episode was like a bedtime story or some shit. Like, it was just... Listen, I can't wait to see what your next 100 episodes are like. I want that Kendra and Hank episode. I want a Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats episode complete with the cheating and the lesbian rumors. Fuck, I want a Sister Wives episode. I want a deep dive into how Cody met each of those women and what he put in their drinks to make them think he was the best thing coming. <laughs> but you know what? I'll take whatever you're planning, babe. I know it's going to be great. Happy 100th. Mwah. First of all, I can't believe... That I, until right now, have not thought to do a true Sister Wives episode. I am, I'm shocked, I'm appalled, I'm disgusted, um, and I'm sad. I'm sad that I let it get to this point. I'm sad that I let a hundred episodes go by, and I never thought to do a deep dive on my favorite Utah queens. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what? <laughs> like, what? Um... Fuck, princess. God damn it. Well, obviously you're doing that with me. Princess, it's, it's, I'm putting it out into the, the ether right now. You are coming on this podcast to record a Sister Wives episode with me. Because that is definitely not one that I could do by myself. That's gotta be one where you like bounce things off of somebody else because I have so many weird thoughts. And also, I'm obsessed with polygamy. Like, just in general, I love polygamous shows. I love polygamous reality television. I love polygamous dramas. Big Love is one of my favorite shows of all time. And I would love to get into it. So, yes, that's... Thank you. We're doing that, Princess. Thank you. Okay, so, you guys, my next voice note is from Jamie Luke Scowler, who I recorded the Anna Nicole episode with. A lot of people's favorite episode. I've gotten so much... I've gotten more feedback on that episode, I think, than I have any other one, like, of people just being, like, that was the best. Um, Jamie was incredible. 
recording with him was so fucking fun. Um, I'll never forget thinking that he was Australian for the first, like, three seconds that we talked. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, do you think I sound Australian? <laughs> And I'm like, you literally, not at all. Like, not even the tiniest bit. Anyway, this is a voice note from Jamie. Hi, Troy. It's Jamie. Congratulations on 100 episodes of The Smush Room. Um, it's brilliant. And I am loving your work very much. So I was thinking back to our episode that we did on Anna Nicole Smith and just kind of reality TV in general around that era Um and iconic couples as well, you know, that was the kind of time where reality TV was taking off. So it means there's far less self-awareness back then than there is now in reality TV, which what is, makes it so magical, really. Um, so then I was thinking of shows and iconic couples, and they don't really get more iconic than Sharon Osbourne and Ozzy Osbourne. Um, from obviously the Osbournes, which is still actually in my top three reality TV shows of all time. They're very much a couple I would love to discuss with you. Uh, my second choice is actually Dave Navarro and Carmen Electra. They have that very unsurprisingly short-lived show called Till Death Do Us Part on MTV. And they're a couple I would very much like to look at too. Let me know what you think. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so Jamie and I actually already have spoken about doing a Sharon and Ozzy episode together slash just, you know, really talking in depthly about the Osbournes. Um, and I, a lot of people have brought up um, uh, Carmen and Dave. So like, I would absolutely be down to do that as well. One of my favorite things about talking to reality or talking to Jamie about reality is that he experienced it, you know, we're around the same age. And he experienced it in a different country um, at the same time. So I just find it really fascinating, like, you know, his take on, you know, somebody like an Anna Nicole Smith, who was such an American, uh, an American reality, like a, an American celebrity. You know what I mean? There's no question that Anna Nicole is from the States. You know what I'm saying? In the best and worst ways possible. So it's just interesting um, to get somebody's take from, a you know, the other side of the pond. Um, so yeah, Jamie will be back. I can't wait to record with you again, Jamie. I love you. And I will forever be apologetic that I thought you lived in Australia. Like I, I just, I had like a truly gross, ignorant moment and thought that you were, you were <laughs> recording from down under. So yeah, anyway, uh, Jamie, thank you so much. And I love you very much. And I can't wait to record with you again. Okay, so it looks like I have one email left, and then I've got a voice note to go through, and then we should be all set to go here. This is an email from um, Kyra Robertson. She said, first, I'm a big fan of the podcast, and because of it, I have a newfound appreciation for Gwyneth Paltrow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. First of all, I've had a couple people say that to me, and that, I mean, if there is nothing that I leave you with, if you retain not the tiniest smidgen of information from the two years that you and I spent together, the only thing I want you to take away from this is that Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't that bad, okay? Never has been and never will be, okay? She said, I know that you're taking suggestions for, fu for future episodes, and I have a few I would like to make. Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton, Blood Necklace, Laura Dern, hello. Uh, Nicole Kidman and Lenny Kravitz, wow. <laughs> 
Holy shit. Uh, Gwyneth and Chris Martin, Conscious Uncoupling, un Iconic. Uh, Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber, A Mess. <laughs> Wendy Williams and Kevin Hunter. Eric Dane and Rebecca Gayhart. Wow. Kyra. Helena Bonham Carter and Tim Burton. John F. Kennedy and Jackie Onassis. Girl. Oprah and Stedman, Seal and Heidi Klum. Ooh, whoa, that's a good one. Michelle Rodriguez and Cara Delevingne. Hi. Um, Tom Cruise and Penelope Cruz. Oh my. Hi. Well, <laughs> uh, see you next week. Um, no, uh, Renee Zellweger and Kenny Chesney. <laughs> uh, Katie Holmes and Jamie Foxx. Of course, Billy. Robert Downey Jr. and Sarah Jessica Parker. Kim Basinger and Alec Baldwin. Ike and Tina Turner. Damn. And Kim and Kanye. And then she double-spaced it and put Beyonce and Jay-Z specifically so that I would read it. Wow. That's a good list. Holy shit. I'm going to be um, adding that to the notes on my phone so that I can have it at close range all the time. I can't believe you just reminded me of a future Tom Cruise episode. And I will make sure to call you out when I record it. Because you will, ladies and gentlemen, whether you want to hear it or not, you will listen to me talk about Tom Cruise and Penelope Cruise. Uh, yeah, that's happening. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And last but not least, my sister from another mister, my queen, my angel, my goddess, Elizabeth Bentley. Uh, this is a voice note from Liz. Hey, Troy. Sorry about the echo, but I'm literally sitting in a bathtub at the Mandarin Oriental, and I just turned on your Holly and Hugh Hefner episode, and this is for the 100th episode. I hope it can make it in and that there's still enough time. But I've personally told you this comment before. I don't know if you'll get into the episode. I'm sure you will. But I really liked Holly Madison's book. But, like, has there ever been someone that was more of a fucking Mary Sue than Holly Madison? For those that don't know Mary Sue, I think the term comes from fan fiction. I mean, why, why wouldn't something that I use come from fan fiction? And it's basically a character that, like, can do no wrong ever. And Holly tells a lot of great gossip in her book. But, like, never has anyone made themselves, like, more a victim of circumstance than one Holly Madison like, my favorite parts for book when she was like, some people said I was mean to them, but really, I was just trying to protect them from getting too sucked into he to Hef's world. And it's like, were you? <laughs> that book is, it's so good. It's so good, as I'm sure the entire episode is based around that book because it's really the only real part of their relationship that we ever got exposure to. But Holly, like, truly views everything that happened to her life as, like, totally accidental. And, like, she had no part in it. And she just, like, happened to become Hugh Hefner's main girlfriend and stay with him for seven years. And, like, she has no idea how it happened. And she, like, wasn't a part of it at all. It's very bizarre. <laughs> Probably because it was mostly written by a ghostwriter would be my guess. But I just wanted to send that in. Love you. Bye. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Liz and I actually were, like, texting about this the other day. Um, really, truly, like, one of the Patreon levels should just be me and Liz's texts. It should be for the, the public to see the, the, pure, the pure debauchery happening in our text messages back and forth. Um, but we were talking about Holly and Liz, like, I, I don't know. I, I totally agree with her. I think it's so funny that the perspective that that book is written from is, like, you know, in in seven years of living in the mansion, she never did anything wrong. She never made anybody feel uncomfortable. Everything she did was selfless and 
you know, the abuse that she faced from other people was the reason she had to go on pills. And, you know, it's like, I don't not believe anything that Holly Madison said in her book, but I also believe that she saw all of it through the perspective of a narcissist. And, um... I texted Liz the other day that, like, that can be proven just by, simply by her saying, like, you know, that she, she found out the girls were calling her nicknames and stuff behind her back and making fun of her, and that she knew that it was because they didn't like her, um, her whimsic, her whimsy and, you know, her whimsical spirit and the fact that she's upbeat all the time and, you know, they found her off-putting because she's so smiley and happy and chooses to see the positive in life. Like, of course, she had to turn it into, like, they're jealous, like, that bullshit. You know, it's just so funny. And the best part of that episode, if you haven't listened to it, is the end where uh, I was able to find... Um, you know, a lot of claims from uh, a girl who lived in the mansion with Holly during the time that she was with Hef, and uh, she had a completely different story. Um, but Liz, I love you. I mean, it's it's crazy that like two years ago, a little over two years ago now, I remember messaging Liz on Twitter when we found out that we were going to be doing this wacky thing together. We didn't know each other. And, you know, I was like, this is crazy. And like, what equipment are you using? And I'm scared. And I, I feel like my voice is weird. And, you know, we talked about, you know, being in elementary school and having stutters. And I was like, am I, is my stutter going to come back? Little did I know. Um, I would just completely forget how to read. Um, but yeah, Liz, I mean, it goes without saying that like, I, I can't believe a person that I've never actually, like Liz and I have never even really hung out in person uh, only through, uh, technologies, and I love Liz Bentley, like, I love her really, truly, like, we are related, and, uh, yeah, I wanted to save the best for last, because Liz and I have been on this journey together since day one. Um, well, guys, that was the mailbag episode of the podcast, uh, I don't really know what else to say, except from the fact that I love you, so much and I'm so grateful I truly am so grateful that you've been on this journey with me for 10 years <laughs> ah, I meant to say two. <laughs> oh my god it's been 10 long years that you've been listening to this podcast for two years and you guys have I mean you've paid money to listen to me ramble and that is like the craziest thing that I could ever imagine. Um, and I'm, I'm, I just want you to know that I'm beyond grateful for it. Like through the ups and the downs, uh, you guys have stuck around with this podcast and you've like continued listening to me. And like, that's super cool. Um, and I can't wait to continue bringing you really, uh, you know, niche content in the future that I know that only you and I care about. And other people may think that we're fucking weird you don't understand how many times I've had to explain the, the the concept of this podcast to people who totally don't care about pop culture and they think that I'm insane. They think that I'm sitting here and doing like um, lifestyles of the rich and famous style, like the bachelor, uh, like bullshit. And I'm like, no, I'm talking about, you know, people fucking dogs. <laughs> but I love you guys so much. Um, if you have any questions or anything about the changes coming uh, to this podcast in the next, I mean, right now, um, let me know, uh, message me, I will direct you and, and clear those things up for you, but, uh, you should be seeing this in full on iTunes for free, and you will continue to see these episodes in full on iTunes for free, because that's where we are now, 
And uh, again, if you want ad-free episodes of The Smush Room, you can go to Patreon and there will be completely ad-free. Like, I know how much that bothers people. Um, some people don't mind. I'm at a point now in life where I just don't really give a shit. And if anything, I actually like the ads because I end up weirdly like wanting to use a lot of the products because it's so specific. Um, and yeah, and I'm again going to be doing uh, full hour-long episodes and then a bonus episode the following week. Uh, until the end of time, but this podcast, this podcast will never die. I'm gonna stop talking. I'm getting weird. Um, that's it. This is it. I love you guys so much and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this mushroom an emotionally broken psychos, Patreon exclusive. Please make sure to head over to Apple podcasts and subscribe, rate and review. It really helps your boy. Also, make sure to head over to patreon.com slash ebpsychos for more information on this show and other Patreon-exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McEady. That's T-R-O-Y-M-C-E-A-D-Y. You can also follow this podcast at EBP underscore Smushroom. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.